0: Episode 360, six to seven-figure expansion online, Peter Zabo. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast, live limitless. I'm Adam Lewis-Walker, host of Awaken Your Alpha, the number one men's development podcast for inspirational stories and strategies to thrive as a man. As a coach, keynote speaker, and best-selling author, it has been my mission going on four years on the podcast to bring you the best, the very best, the struggles, the action, and to share the real journey with you. Please subscribe to support the show through ayalpha.com forward slash book. This episode is sponsored by TEDxCelerator. If you do want to do a TEDx talk, and that is something on your list for 2019 or even 2020, if your answer is yes to any of that, your best lesson to my free TEDx Essentials training that you can easily find in the show notes of this episode. Jump into that and please, you know, if you have any questions or someone you know wants to do a TEDx, please don't hesitate. AdamWalkeruk at me.com is my personal email. That'll jump straight to me. Get to the podcast. Right, guys, we have an inspirational one here. And we're all about scale today. We have Peter Zabo on the line. He scales e and expert brands beyond seven figures. And if you catch any of the videos or see his information, he is a baby-faced assassin. He's a young man who's absolutely smashing it. And it caught my attention a few years ago. He still looks young. Um, so <laughs> we're going to dive into all things scaling and expert brands. So Peter, are you ready to awaken your alpha today? Let's do it. Awesome. Is there anything else you'd like to add or highlight? So I know you've done a lot in a relatively short time.
1: Uh, not necessarily to the bio. I guess if I went through my story in a nutshell, I think that could kind of explain a lot.
0: Okay, cool. And um, one of the things I like on your website as well, you um, you you have a return on investment guarantee. And a lot of people who are sort of helping people scale, they're kind of like, well, we're you know we try our best, um, and we've spoken, and you, you really like make sure you're um, you're a fit to actually work with someone and scale it and be confident that you're going to get a return on investment for people. So that's something that, that caught my eye. So let's go for the origin question. Where are you originally from? What did you want to do growing up? And how did you find yourself in this position you know, relatively early on?
1: Yes, I'm from Europe, Slovakia. I essentially got into the whole business game at 11. I was uh, <laughs> kind of forced to become an entrepreneur because you know at that age, my parents took on multiple loans. They invested all this money you know, in hopes for a better financial future, but it didn't quite work out. And as they had to pay back all these loans and everything, we kind of went really broke, you know, and the average family makes here like two, three bucks an hour. (laughs) So with all that extra burden, you know, we had a hard time getting quality food or, you know, even buying a pair of sneakers for myself. And, you know, I was kind of getting desperate, hopeless, frustrated, like, you know, why does life suck so much? And, you know, I really wanted to change it. I really wished for a better future for myself, my parents. But, you know, frankly, I was 11. <laughs> you know, I, you know, <laughs> you know I, I barely spoke English because it's not like a native language here. But at that time, I was lucky enough to see this movie that kind of, you know, kind of inspired me and gave me this courage that, hey, maybe I can be to have anything I choose to. And with that courage, I went on to Google. I typed in how to make money online. And that's how my journey began. Initially, I was making you know, a couple of cents a day, it took me months to make my first dollar. You know, I remember classmates were laughing at me, you know, they were, they're saying stuff like, Hey, you're working so hard for the type of money we wouldn't even bend over to pick up from the streets. But eventually it started, you know, compounding and I started making a dollar a day, 10 bucks a day, a hundred bucks a day, up to 20 grand in a single day. That's kind of my record. Wow. Uh, and eventually building, you know, seven figure agency.
0: So in them, especially in them early days, in the sense of day, what was that, that first step online, what were you doing to earn them sense of day?
1: Yes. Yeah, so in the beginning, I was just kind of testing anything I could. I was definitely the definition of the shiny item syndrome yeah. kind of person. So initially how I made my first few bucks was uh, PTC. So paid to click sites. I was literally the guy clicking on ads, waiting 30 seconds to make a penny, like literally. And like I said, it took me months to make a dollar, and eventually I evolved to become like a Fiverr seller, you know, sell stuff that I learned like Photoshop, etc. Mm-hmm. And that's how I started making five, ten bucks. Eventually, a couple hundred bucks a month.
0: Cool. And so, for anyone who doesn't know the the pay per click thing, can you just explain like how you literally make a, a sense? Because you know that's. And some people, I suppose, they don't even think that's that's an option because, like you say, it is literally cents sense a day and a lot of people wouldn't even bother. But tell us about yeah. that because I think it's it's important to see, you know, keep progressing. You took these steps and nothing was, you know, you weren't above anything. You just did what needed to be done. So tell us a little bit about that concept for someone who doesn't understand and they're just thinking, what, what are you talking about?
1: Yeah, so there's a slight difference. It so is pay-per-click, like PPC, that's usually like Facebook ads, etc. Those type of you know, advertising websites, what I was doing was PTC. So mm. paid to click. And essentially it's these websites where you, you know, register and they give you like uh, four ads a day. You click on them, you watch the ad for 30, 60 seconds, and they pay you a penny, a cent. And yeah, that's what I would do. I would make like four cents a day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. You, you mentioned a movie. I got. I'm glad I remembered. What movie was it?
1: So the movie was the secret, and now that I look back, I kind of look at it this way: like, you know, it didn't really really reveal the the whole secret, in my opinion. But at that time, it was more than enough for me to, you know, kind of give me that courage that you know life doesn't have to be this way. And even though I'm 11, I barely speak English, I've got nothing. Maybe I can still do something about it. So I think for me at that time, it was perfect.
0: Awesome. And when do you feel, you talked about going from like cents to dollars to a hundred dollars to $20,000. When do you feel like it might've been very early on that you, you've cracked it, that, you know, you can see the route to a $20,000 day or when do you feel like there was kind of like a tipping point for you personally?
1: So there was a, you know, a few of those along the journey, cause I just turned 21, like uh 22nd of March and so not so long ago, yep. like a couple of weeks back. And you know, if you think about it, that's a decade. So I've been doing this marketing <laughs>
0: for
1: years now. And I think that one of the first ones when, gosh, I must have been like 13, 14, I got into kind of like the uh, product launch, online marketing space, and I asked a bunch of gurus for help, et cetera. And that was kind of my biggest breakthroughs when I launched a product, uh, kind of like a video course. I ended up, you know, getting a bunch of affiliates on board and making uh 14,000 bucks in seven days at like 14 years old. You know, that was wow. sale, pure profit. I think pure profit was around four or five grand. But still, you know, to me, that type of money, especially considering the average person here makes like five, 600 bucks a month, yeah. was insane. And that gave me this idea that, maybe there's something in this online business thing and maybe I should pursue it more.
0: So you was like 14 years old when that happened?
1: 13 or 14, I don't remember exactly.
0: So again, talk to me about the, um, the realities of, like you said, your friends uh, are clearly not doing that sort of thing. The average 14 year olds not doing that sort of thing. Uh, what were the, the conflicts and issues you had around that? And, you know, did, I mean, circumstances sounded like you, you couldn't just, just be a kid and just knock around or, you know, talk about the, 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 maybe the conflict or the, the, what it's like to do that at 14.
1: Yeah, it was definitely weird. You know, I never made that much money in, in such a short amount of time. And and just to put it in perspective, it was a product launch, right? So even though I made that in seven days, there's like two months, you know, prior to that, yeah. a lot of work gathering affiliates. So just to put that in perspective, because people think like, oh, he's making that much every seven days. It's not true. Um, and yeah, like, honestly, for a very long time, probably until I was 17, 18, I never told anyone about my numbers. You know, obviously, except my parents and, and some of my two of my best friends, yeah you know to answer a question conflict, there was honestly not much because I never really told anyone
0: uh, so you're like a secret internet marketer <laughs>
1: in, yeah, I mean yeah. you know my parents were always very anxious about this you know don 't tell anyone and you know in Europe, especially Slovakia, I think the mentality is a lot more you know skeptical, and people not necessarily you know like in America. When I had a PR article, like I appeared in Forbes or or some of these places, 99% of the feedback is, wow, that's inspirational, good stuff, et cetera. Here in Slovakia, the mindset is slightly different. You know, a lot of people, uh, because it's post-communist, right? It's it's different. And yeah, a lot of people don't like necessarily seeing other people succeed. Matter (laughs) of fact, I remember when I was doing my driving school at like 16, 17, uh, they said, like, only like the only rich people here are either dealing drugs or are in the mafia. <laughs> <and are laughs> right. So yeah. it it's just so far from their paradigm for someone to be making that much money. So I remember, for example, when I was in high school, there was rumors out there that I'm selling weed or something. There's no way he's making that much money. Uh, Whoa. How Whoa. else? Uh, a bunch of people, first of all, just didn't believe it because it completely shatters the paradigm. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of weird, fun stuff going wow. on. Wow,
0: I'm aware of the differences between the uh, you know the English mentality and the American mentality, but that seems even like a, a bigger a bigger jump because I noticed there's subtle differences from England to America. But wow, um, where are you based now? Because I know you're in Slovakia today on the call, and last time I spoke to you, you were, I think you was in LA or something like that. Where are you generally based, or are you a bit of a digital nomad at the moment? Yes.
1: So ever since I dropped out of high school at seventeen, I kind of started traveling. So uh, I would say I'm nomadic. I'm probably half of the year in the U.S. because I got my girlfriend there, so spend a lot of time in L.A. Sometimes we go to New York, and the rest of the year I either spend some time home. You know, with uh, I'm actually right now at my parents' house, uh, or I just kind of travel. So I've got. Greece coming up in a couple of weeks and then uh, my girl's going to come into town and we're going to go to Italy for a couple, you know, like three weeks and then back to LA. So it's like a lot of travel going on.
0: Yeah. And I have to ask before we move on, what was that first product that we were just talking about where it really started to go well for you?
1: Yeah. So the first product was kind of like a YouTube marketing course. So prior to that, you know, I kind of was just learning and learning, learning like nonstop, all Mm -hmm. different sorts of marketing. So I kind of put together a product. Got you know, and I bu- read a bunch of courses and you know PDFs back then on how to make money, how to do this, how to do that. So I just kind of packaged that knowledge, sold it. Now, just to put this like little bit of information here, if I didn't ask for help from other people and kind of set my ego aside, it would have failed big time. Because I remember, <laughs> like you know, my initial copy and all all that stuff was just pathetic. So I honestly think like one of the biggest reasons why I'd actually made 14 grand in seven days and was a success is because I asked for help, you know, from mentors, coaches, even though back then I barely had any money to pay them. So I think that was the key to help me succeed. And then I saw that pattern repeat later as well.
0: Yeah. And um, within that, I was, I was going to ask about that. How does a 14 year old and what do you think, um, kind of how did you position it to get, the support from mentors and the affiliates and how do you think you know you approach that in a in a way that was successful for you and and what you've learned from that in, in, in doing future joint ventures
1: yeah well i don't know if i did it the most optimal way i yeah. just kind of looked at it as a numbers game you know so i sent out a bunch of messages i try to be nice i didn't really tell people i was 14 at all i was gonna i was gonna
0: ask did you use that as a like to plan that all kind of like just not even mention it. It's kind of a, in an online world. In some ways, if you know, it's irrelevant if you're doing the results and you've got the product there, and you, you obviously got yeah. the joint venture for them.
1: Exactly. Initially, I, I did not mention my age at all. Matter of fact, instead of putting a picture of my face, I did like a cartoon version of my face from like fiber, and that's what I used, <laughs> you know, to make me you know look a yeah. little bit older. Yeah. And you know, funny thing, if if we bring up age, um, it was always like a kind of internal fear. Like, oh, people are not going to buy because this guy is 14, 15, 16. Yeah. And actually, one time it did kind of cost me, a, well, half of the deal, put it this way, because I must have been 15, 16. And it was like one of my early high ticket deals because eventually I upgraded to that business model. And yeah, this guy was, I think, supposed to sign up for like four grand, right? Mm-hmm. But before he signed up, I don't know. I kind of felt like it's the right thing to tell him, like, by the way, I'm just 16 or I don't really remember, really 15, 16. And then he's like, ah, you know, kind of hesitated. And we only ended up doing like a 2K deal, right? So that's when I kind of thought to myself, like, ah, maybe next time just keep the age to myself because I feel like it creates this perception like, ah, oh, he must be too young or whatever. But, you know, age is just a number. Mm-hmm. And a crazy thing, if you think about it, like, you know, like, s- since I started from, you know, year 11... I've had a decade of experience despite being just 21. And that's, you know, sometimes I look back and I'm like, wow, that's kind of crazy <laughs> if you think about that.
0: How was that decision? Was it an easy decision when you are 17 years old to not finish high school? I mean, what's the, is there much of a stigma over there of not finishing high school? Was it more just doing it almost for other people if you were going to complete? And how did you wrestle or how long did you wrestle that decision and and kind of pull the plug on that?
1: Yes. So, You know, it was very, very bad because, you know, the typical, you know, mentality here, and I'm sure mostly around the world is like, hey, you know, high school dropouts are, I don't know, drug addicts or, you know, just not very, I guess, successful people. But for me, it was a slightly different situation. You know, I've been, like I said, in business since a young age. And at that point, when I was like 16, 17, you know, I was so fortunate that I was already making five, 10, 20 grand a month. And I was very inconsistent. It was kind of like random up and Mm -hmm. down. But, you know, making that amount amount of money, I was making 10, 20 times more than my teachers. Mm -hmm. Right. And for me, even though I had two more years of high school left, it just didn't make any logical sense to finish it, to get a diploma so I can get a job making 500 bucks a month working 40 hours a week. You know, so for me, it was like, I've already been to America one time at that point to a mastermind, I paid like 10 grand to be there. I've seen a better world out there. I've seen more opportunity. And I said to myself, like, for me in this point in time to slave away an extra eight hours a day in school, and instead of putting those hours into my business that can pay greater dividends and a greater life, I mean, that would be the stupidest decision I can make. So I decided to, you know, take that leap of faith and get out of school. And unfortunately, you know, I heard a lot of, you know, backlash from classmates, teachers that, oh, he's going to fall back on his, uh, flat on his face. It's not going to work out. He's going to end up homeless. And then there was a lot of this, you know, kind of negative, negative from them. Matter of fact, sometimes teachers told this to me straight to my face while I was still in school. Um, Thankfully, my two best friends, you know, they kind of stick with me because, I mean, they've seen the progress over the years. They've seen the numbers. So they kind of had proof that, hey, he's not just bullshitting. And matter of fact, I'm extremely proud of them because you know how you kind of say like you become the average of the five people around you. Now, one of them is doing like 10 grand a month, which is significantly more obviously than the average here in Slovakia. This guy's got his own little company, doing extremely well. And the other one's working for me, making double the average in half the time, you know, so it kind of rubbed off of them. And it's That's awesome. Yeah. Now, as far as parents, just super quickly to touch on <laughs> that. Yeah. Right man it was painful <laughs> like for cuz i was i was meaning to drop out of high school at like 15 16 cuz i was already doing certain numbers but they were very much against it you know they also had the traditional mentality of listen if you drop out you know your life's going to be miserable and you know we had a lot of arguments so before i dropped out of high school for like a year i was doing uh i don't know what you call it like these consultations i wasn't attending classes but i would go on like every quarter Get my homework and in every half a year, take the test. Just so okay. kind of to save some time, like a year before I quit. And you know, this one time I came into school to like get my papers and everything, and I saw my classmates going into one of the classes early, early in the day. And it wasn't math or anything crazy. It was just like one of those, you know, catch-up classes. And I just sit in the back of the you know room with one of my best friends and one of the desks. And as I'm sitting there. I look out of the window and literally the windows had like these railings on them, like kind of like a prison cell. And I'm just thinking to myself, man, if I'm going to have to stay here eight hours a day, I would rather kill myself. And, <laughs> and again, you know, to put a note here, yeah. I'm in no way, shape or form. am i recommending to someone to just drop out of high school yeah. or college. I would only ever recommend that if you've got the numbers to back it up and yep. you know, then for me, it was the next logical step.
0: Everyone has their like, moment, like you say, like a breaking point where, you know, they just come exactly. to, they just cannot take anymore and they can, you know, it's exactly. just,
1: and, you know, I just storm out of the room. I, I go to the headmaster's office, right? I knock, I get in and I'm like, today's the day I'm out. And essentially what I did so that my parents wouldn't kill me is I asked <laughs> for a year pause, uh, so I got that done, I get out of the building and I call my mom, right? And I tell her, hey, <laughs> this is what I did. <laughs> don't go too mad, but i make a promise. If within the next year I make a million dollars, I'll quit high school, I'll never come back. If I don't, I'll finish high school, I'll get my diploma and who, know, who knows what, maybe I'll even do college. Fast forward a year, made a million bucks, there's like the two comma clubs.
0: Just briefly, for those who are not in this kind of world, what does the Two cu- Comma Club mean in a nutshell?
1: Yeah, so essentially, if you're using uh, ClickFunnels, which uh-huh. is like this funnel software, you process a million plus through their you know thing, you get this award, and you become a part of the Two Comma Club.
0: That know, represents freedom for you as well, in more ways than one. Yes. <laughs>
1: yes. And I, oh man, and I just remember this day when I received the you know this yeah. award shifted to me and I just put it on their bed in the next room and, and that was that point for them It was like oh shit <laughs> he did it you <laughs> can't really expect him to finish school anymore and I'm just so grateful because you know we've had so many fights about this again it was, yeah. it was, it was verbal it was really really bad and I can totally understand it from their point of view
0: using the power of a deadline there I mean, that's saying like I gotta get this, you know, a million dollars in revenue before, like, in that one year. That really must have lit an even bigger fire under your ass. When was the time that you've had, kind of, from that period on? Was the kind of the biggest challenge, the biggest struggle, or was it in that first year?
1: Um, biggest challenge? Well, let me think about that because there's a lot of challenges. Yeah. You because know, the first year in business, I did kind of like a hundred plus grand, yeah. like with agency stuff. And then the next year we did a million point two. So, you know, to kind of 10X something like that is, there's a lot of stuff going on. And honestly, one of the biggest things is, you know, kind of realizing this, that before that, you know, I spent a lot of money on mentors and, and I would never trade any of this back. Like I'm yeah. extremely grateful. But I realized that a lot of my money, I spent on mentors who thought sales and marketing. And I kind of had to learn almost the hard way that business is not just marketing and sales. You know, there's elements to it. It's like mm-hmm. an elaborate complex game of chess. You know, there's so much that goes into it. And you know, scaling so big, building a team of 20 people, six salespeople, having 80 clients at any given time. I mean, man, I had to learn how to deliver, how to build infrastructure, how to build SOPs. Uh, how to manage expectations was a massive one. Mm. Uh, So, you know, and then obviously a lot of the mistakes I made cut into my margins, et cetera, revenue, it's not profit. Uh, as far as ad spend, that's separate. So ad spend was around probably 10 times that much. It's kind of hard to track because we have a thousand ad accounts and over 500 Facebook, like the business manager does no longer show you the stats. It just literally can't report it. So it was around plus 10 million in the ad spend, which is obviously paid directly to Facebook. We don't get that money. But yeah, the agency revenue itself was a million point two.
0: So, I mean, you talked about like joining masterminds and things are going across in the early days and stuff. Around that period, was there ever a specific person or a couple of people that really helped awaken your alpha? It sounds more situational and a personal thing, but was there anyone who was kind of like said the right thing at the right time? And it might not have been in one of these masterminds, it may have been someone from afar.
1: Oh man, there's been so many. You know, I've been to a lot of Tony Robbins stuff. That was incredible. But but let me share this one moment which was very profound, very transformative. And and I remember it, it literally quadrupled my revenue in a month and a half. Yeah. So yeah, this was around 17-ish. Um, I went to the, is actually with Tim Matthews and all these guys. I went to his uh, mastermind in the French Alps. Mm-hmm. And essentially, we hiked the Alps, we crossed the border. It was like three days of constant hiking, no showers. It was very, <laughs> you know, very harsh in the body. But essentially, after that, we go back to the mansion and we kind of all sit down and we're doing this kind of coaching, right? And, you know, everybody's sharing what they want to do, but what's in the way. And it's kind of my turn. And i tell them, like, yeah, I want to speak on stage, but I don't feel good enough, da-da-da-da-da. And literally, like, a couple minutes later, I'm crying like a baby. <laughs> and it turns out that it wasn't about oh, me, me not feeling good enough, etc. It turns out I had a deep, unresolved issue with my dad. Mm. Uh, and it really was that whole thing about, you know, quitting school and, and fighting around it. Um, because, you know, I never felt like they were proud of me. And I realized in that moment that a lot of my drive was to simply prove them wrong and, and to simply get their love and acceptance, you know, thinking that, oh, if I only make a million bucks, finally, my parents will love me. In yeah. This way. Um, so, yeah, when I realized that I I cried hardcore and I knew that this is something I had to sort out with my dad, right? So I fly home from the event. Uh, it took me a couple days, you know, to really grab a pair of balls to sit down with him. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I remember I sit down with him in the kitchen, I cry for another solid hour. And we kind of just talk about this. And that was a very, very transformational moment, because I really got to know him at a deeper level. And I got to understand his past. And when I really truly understand, understood that his childhood was at least 10 times harder. And when I understood that he was not trying to hurt me, you know, mm-hmm. he was not do bad, but it was 100% pure love trying to protect me, thinking that me staying in high school, et cetera, is the best thing for me. When I really understood that, not just intellectually, but deep down in my heart, man, something has shifted. And I, I don't know how to explain this in words, but like a big boulder got off my shoulders. Yeah. Uh, and, and literally in the next month and a half, back then I was at like consistent 10 grand a month, something yeah. like that. Literally month and a half, I jumped up to forty two grand a month, just like that. And the crazy thing is I didn't change my ads, I didn't change my funnels. But I what I think what happened is I kind of shifted inside and my my drive shifted. So Mm. instead of, you know, trying to run my business or build it from the standpoint of like, Oh, I'll prove you wrong or, or trying to get my dad's acceptance, I feel like I could finally tap into this place of serving other people, of actually giving a shit. Yeah. And actually wanting to help these people and the funny thing last thing i want to mention is i would sometimes jump on sales calls and i'd be like listen i don't even want to sell you i just want to help you mm. and i have to reach out to me be like no, no no i want to pay you because this is good stuff so so yeah that was a massive transformation
0: that is awesome so we're into the alpha round now so we're just going to start to wrap things up and i want to give a you know a platform as well to Space for you to share some of your specifics of why you are so successful in this arena and some of the things you see people getting wrong time and time again. But first, I'd like to start that off with Is there a particular quote or approach to the way you like to live your life? Like maybe an all time favorite quote or something that jumps to mind when someone asks you this sort of question?
1: Yeah, I don't really have a quote on my mind, but there's potentially one thing is, is the principle of testing. You know, like I, I learned that you know, nothing is necessarily right or wrong, you know, black or white, there's always mm-hmm. a spectrum and ultimately you got to test it. You know, it's a principle I learned from Facebook ads. That's the only way to move forward. And even in life, you know, testing different diets, different supplements, mm-hmm. different approaches, until some works for you.
0: Is there a particular book? I mean, I know you mentioned the secret movie, but is there a particular book that you either recommend to people uh, or is impactful to you?
1: Yeah, matter of fact, I'm reading it right now. It's called The Grain Brain, and I know it's kind of weird because it has, like, nothing to do with business, but actually it has a lot to do with business. You know, recently I, I learned that your biology has a massive impact on your ability to focus, perform, get good stuff done, and actually vast majority of people, including myself in the past, and I'm still working on this, mm-hmm. you know, I'm nowhere near perfect. I uh, have way too much inflammation, brain fatigue, et cetera. Matter of fact, recently I just got a $4,000 brain spec scan, you know, looking at my brain uh, and I discovered so many interesting things. And, and the biggest lesson was that optimizing your biology is one of the biggest things you can do to optimize your business performance and the amount
0: of money you make. And i'm going to take away ClickFunnels for you on this one but what is this is the resource? Is there a particular resource you use in your business? We know obviously Clickfunnels your two Comma club, or even in life that you know you think is a useful recommendation
1: yes, yeah, so I hope you don't mind if i turn turn it around, but you know a lot of people ask me that like what tool do you recommend what what kind of gadget app et cetera yeah. and i I feel like you know a lot of people are stuck in that paradigm slash you know mentality of trying to look for an advantage yeah, always
0: looking for, go, yeah, look for the new is, you know, is, <laughs>
1: yeah. is it this and you know, like we've had the great amazing privilege in our agency to work with like three hundred plus clients, and I've had the chance to see these patterns and I can tell you firsthand that there's not a single app or software that will save a business or grow it substantially. Now, what I can tell you instead is honestly one of the number one things in business that someone's got a master to go from zero to seven figures that Tony Robbins preaches, Russell Brunson, like all the big guys know this is an irresistible offer that people can't say no to. Mm -hmm. Like, honestly, if I look back at my business, when it started growing like crazy was when I created an offer that was just hard to decline. And you know, when I started adding that guaranteed ROI element and obviously I had to be picky about who I choose to work with. That's when things just started growing like crazy.
0: Yeah. Job yes. done. Well, hey, you touched it there. What are some of the mistakes do you see, or do you think people make when they're trying to scale online or make money online or around the offer? And this obviously the people you work with, a lot of experts, coaches, consultants, um, some of the mistakes you see, and you know, what do you think you bring to to be this successful?
1: Yes, I get that question a lot, or or versions of that question, such as, you know, what's the number one thing I can do for you know, scaler for my ads, or how can I just get cheaper leads, appointments, more clicks, et cetera and you know over the course of working with all these businesses i've I've seen the patterns of some killing it, you know we had the chance to take someone from zero to fifty grand a month or ten grand to four hundred grand a month in like two months, or some that quite frankly did not get those results and and I took that very personally, and I spent so much time asking myself, well, what's the difference right mm. and I really came to this conclusion that there's not one difference, you know, business is just such a complex thing that that there's really no one thing I can offer to anyone that'll make all the difference. And I realized there's more like six distinctions, which is what we implement for our clients. And just some of those six is example, like we mentioned the offer, right? Like example, you can have the best traffic in the world, the best funnel, but if the people jump on a sales call with a poor offer that nobody wants to buy, what's the point, yeah. right? Another one of those elements is that funnel that converts. Again, you have the traffic, but you send them to a funnel where nobody opts in, nobody watches your webinar. What's the point? The third is the traffic. Now fourth, it's a key element because there's literally some businesses that reach out to us that we could double, triple, quadruple, but I decline it because I know that I would actually help them get out of business. And and what I mean by that is some people just don't have the goods, you know, they don't add the real true value The product Mm or not that good and, or the delivery, the fulfillment of it is not dialed in. So while with great marketing, I could help them grow. Eventually time will tell the truth and they're not going to be able to keep up the demand. So they're going to go out of business. So having actually a really good fulfillment is a massive piece of the puzzle. And I think it's it's honestly like, gosh, I'm trying to find that word. It's almost like an epitemic, epitome, or however you say that in the marketplace right now, because you know there's so many coaches, consultants, courses out there teaching how to market and sell, but so few people teaching how to deliver a really good experience, a yeah. really good service. And then people are pissed. They're asking for refunds, et cetera. And again, it's because people didn't learn this key element. Then- Tift would be the infrastructure, you know, the SOPs, the team, you know, when you start scaling six, seven figures, even if you're good at what you do, if you can't actually turn it into a system that pumps out that value day in, day out, again, things are going to collapse. And the last one real quick is the mindset. You know, I've seen mm. this in myself many times, seen this in other people all the time. People take two steps forward, three steps back. You know, They know what they should do. They know what they shouldn't do, but some, for whatever reason, they can't seem to break through that. And that's really their internal thermostat. That's their identity.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Very powerful stuff. Thank you so much for that. And what's the one question you thought I was going to ask or you'd wish that would ask and you feel like I've, I've missed a trick here? <laughs> I don't know, honestly. Good. That means I covered it. <laughs> that's, that's, my, that's my covering <laughs> question. Awesome. And what's the best way people can connect with you if they want to find out more?
1: uh the best way is if they just put my name into google so peter sabo or just go to my site petersabo.co
0: yeah awesome and i, th- I think you do such a good job and i've been following you you know your work for a couple of years now but i think when you, you your face turned up in, in in someone's mastermind as well and you had floppy hair there and you looked probably at, at least 3 years younger than or 4 years younger than you do now but Tell us briefly about the expansion en- engine.
1: I created the expansion engine, which is a holistic system-based approach that covers all the bases so that I can take any business as long as they implement it and they are willing to put in the work, have the patience, tenacity, et cetera. I can pretty much take any business, double, triple, quadruple their numbers. And you know, again, if they qualify, meet my criteria, I can guarantee their ROI.
0: Awesome. Well, Pierre, it's been an absolute pleasure today. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. The you Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live Limitless. This episode is sponsored by TEDxCelerator. Do you want to do your TEDx talk? If the answer to that is yes, in any way, shape, or form, or you've always thought that would be a cool thing to do, if you've got any questions, Chris, please do reach out to me. AdamWalkerUK at me.com is my personal email. That'll jump straight to me. TED Accelerator enrollment is open three times a year, so please do reach out. We may be just about to start one, we may be in the middle of one, we may be just about to finish one. Main thing is, reach out today to secure your spot on the next upcoming TED Accelerator, and there'll also be some pre-work for you to do. So it's best time to start taking action on this is today, and so we'll get you secured when the next group goes through. Also, if you want this to happen now, 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 there's also ways we can accommodate you in more of a one-to-one bespoke manner. All right, speak to you soon.